0: what's up what's up bitches how are you how's it hanging a little to the left a little to the right we are back for another week of be that Y'all, it's been a hot minute since we've had two back-to-back, but you know what? A bitch is feeling inspired. She just came back from a four-mile run. I'm starting my half-marathon crunch training season, and I am feeling very nostalgic because this race that I have coming up was the very first half-marathon I ever ran, and so far, this half-marathon has two points, I have zero because I have succumbed to the half marathon gods of this course every single fucking time. This course has made me its bitch every single time, but not this time. No, no, no. Um, So we're going to talk all about be that bitch that embraces the beginning, embraces the start and starts running because I know, right? We've had a couple episodes like be that bitch that runs a marathon, be that bitch that runs a half marathon. But what about just be that bitch that starts running? Be that bitch that just goes out there and gets fucking started because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to run that first quarter mile, that first half mile, that first mile to be able to run a half marathon in a marathon. And I know it can sound really fucking intimidating, right? Like she's running a marathon, but like that's not where this bitch started. And so we're going to bring it all back to where this bitch started. And I'm going to give you my top tips That I feel like helped not only cultivate my love for running, but also cultivated consistency, which is so important because I feel like a lot of people fuck themselves from the start when they go and like go out to start running. And I did it multiple times. That's why I literally lived by the motto like I am not a runner for so freaking long because every time I went out there, I like. Fucked myself in the ass before I even started. Huh, sorry, hope your kids aren't around. But, like, at this point, you know not to listen to this podcast when your kids are around. So, anyways, that's what this episode's going to be about. But before we get started in that, I need to talk to you about something that's so important, so important to me that it should be important to you. And that is. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. I'm feeling ho, 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 horny in the sleigh. (laughs) That was terrible. That was terrible, but no, we are going to talk about some spicy holiday books that you need to have on your radar this holiday season that you know might leave you ho 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 horny. And the books are always going to be on the naughty list. But you my friend are always going to be a good girl. Always. (laughs) I need to stop. I need to stop. Okay, here's my top five holiday novellas that you need to put on your TBR this Christmas season. Because yes, Thanksgiving is next week, but my mind is already in Christmas. And I mean, like, if you follow me on social media, this is no shock. This is literally no shock to you. Number one is Dipped in Holly by Dana Isley. This is an age gap, silver fox romance. They meet at a bar and have just a a damn, a damn good time. Um, If you are not into the daddy kink, this one is not for you. Number two, Tangled in Tinsel. This is a reverse harem. It follows Samantha and her four boys. They all get snowed in and things get... Very, very naughty. I will tell you, the plot in this book is segs. You've been warned. Speaking of the plot line being segs, um, can I suggest gifting me to his best friend by Katie Robbins? Um, Yes, it is exactly what it sounds like. Her husband gifts her to his best friend and then they start a romance, all three of them together. This one is a MMF. Male, male, female, that means it's a polyamorous relationship. Now, if you're like, Ali, Ali, that is way too fucking much for me, I get it. I get it, that's a lot. Can I introduce you to the mistletoe bet? This is a small town, spicy romance following brother's best friend. And it's just a good time. It's good Christmas feels. It gives you warm, fuzzy feelings inside. And yes, it will still give you flutters in the nether region. This book also has a second one in like the quote unquote series, the festive feud. And let me tell you what, I just finished reading that one 20 out of 10. Oh, my my gosh it's so good they just feel like Hollow mark christmas movies but like add a little bit of spice you know okay i swear i could keep talking about christmas novellas forever i have so many suggestions so if you want me to do a part two slide into my dms at ally griffith and say yo bitch like i'm gonna read those five in three days i'm gonna need you i need you to hook me up with more because these ones are like under 150 pages. Most of them. Tangled and Tinsel is a little bit longer, but most of them are like under 150 pages. So you'll be able to like mull your way through. Um, Okay, but anyways, what am I currently reading? So I decided, fuck it, we're going in to Iron Flame. And let me tell you what, I did not, if you w- listened to last week's episode, you know that I did not think I would be a fantasy girly. I DNF every single fantasy book I've ever read. But this one, I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's because it doesn't have all that measly world building that I fucking get bored with. But it is just hooking me. I have read the first hundred pages and I still conclude is um, a bitch and I hate him. Okay. So, I mean, that's all I've really got so far. There's a lot of shit going on. Way too much to talk about. But just know that it is worth the hype. Most books are not worth the hype, but this one is worth the hype. And if you are looking for a good audio, may I please suggest The Whiskey Duet by Brittany Nicole? Oh my gosh. It starts with Whiskey Lies, then it's Loving Whiskey. I did them on Audible, and let me tell you, top fucking tier narration. Just top tier narration. It made me forget I was running. I literally stopped running mid-run, and I was like, "Uh," like, gasp, because it was so freaking good. Just... Joe Arden and Lucy can do no wrong, can do no wrong, in my opinion. So anyways, okay, that's our spicy book introduction. Now let's get to being that bitch that just starts to run. All righty, we are back. Now, let's talk all about just the beginning stages of running and how intimidating it can be, but also how invigorating it can be and how empowering it can be if done in the right way. So a little bit about my story, if you guys don't know, I always thought I could never be a runner. I tried running On multiple occasions and just never found a love for it. It always was way too fucking hard. I always ended up feeling defeated and crying and giving up literally within days. I would go to Pinterest and download those running plans. You guys know, don't fucking act like you don't know. Go to Pinterest, download those running plans with the full intent to run. I would make it to three days, maybe. I would make it to like the third day, And then I would say, fuck this, fuck you, fuck it all. I'm done. Like literally, that's what I would say. And if you guys are following our chug train, that was three solid chugs right there. Just saying, remember, hydrated bitch is a happy bitch. Every time I cuss, you got to chug your water. Anyhow, um, so I would end up just giving up. I mean, I can remember from like very, very, very early on in PE during like those physical education tests. Y'all know what I'm talking about, like the evals where you had to run like two laps around the track or three laps. I can't remember exactly how much it was. And I would be like, huh, you think I'm going to run? That's cute. I would literally walk because I was so embarrassed, one, by how slow I was, but two, by how hard running was. So I figured if I don't even try, then nobody can make fun of me or I can't feel like, defeated by running. So I wouldn't even try. And so just know that all of this is coming from a very, very beginner and also somebody who never thought they could run. I mean, I literally <laughs> I'm so embarrassed by this, but literally in grade school had my doctor write a note to my PE teacher that I could not run because of my asthma. Yes. Yes. I told him it flared up my asthma so bad that I could not run. <laughs> It didn't. I just didn't want to run. So anyways, nonetheless, I digress. I'm telling you this as somebody who was an avid hater for running running that you can learn to love running even if you never thought you could if done in the right way if started in the right way okay so number one I didn't focus on pace when I first started I feel like so many people get like this pace comparison and they get so embarrassed by their pace that they feel like they've got to go out there and push themselves so fucking hard let me tell you your pace is none of your business It's none of your business in the beginning. There's literally no reason you should be stressing about pace in the beginning when you are just trying to start out running. I don't give a rat's ass if you run an 18-minute mile or a 13-minute mile in the beginning. Your pace is none of your business. Do not focus on it because the more you're focusing on it, the more you're going to try to push yourself too hard and you're going to burn out. When I tell y'all I started my running journey at an 18-minute mile, I remember feeling so fucking elated when I hit a 16 minute mile, like huh, hey look, my made it, right? Like that's pace is irrelevant. Nobody starts out super fast. And if they do, that's great for them. But most people don't. Most people do not start out super, super fast. Now, I'm not saying most people start out as slow as me, but some people do. And just know that comparison is the thief of joy. And the quick, the sooner you start comparing yourself to other people's paces and other people's journeys, the sooner you're going to start losing the love for it and you're going to start pushing yourself and you're going to feel burnt out. We are trying to avoid running burnout in the beginning Your pace is irrelevant. It is none of your concern. Focus on how you feel. Focus on just getting started. Focus on setting a pace that feels good for you. Number two, I walked a ton and ran a little. I walked a ton and ran a little. Now, I know, like, but I'm... I want to be a runner, Allie. Just because you fucking walk does not mean you're not a runner. Eliminate that thought out of your head right now. Even if you walk a minute, run a minute. Even if you walk two minutes, run one minute. You, my motherfucking friend, are still a runner. Stop letting people minimize you, okay? Including yourself. We are not going to pace shame. We are not going to minimize us. We are a runner if we run it all, okay? And so at the beginning, I walked a ton and ran a little. I knew that if I tried to go out there and run a mile fresh out the gate, that I, it would not work. Like, I would burn out. I would feel exhausted. I would feel defeated. I mean, like, my heart rate fucking skyrocketed just walking to my mailbox, right? Like, I... <laughs> I knew that it was not possible. Like I did not start running to try to impress other people or try to prove something to other people or try to be the fastest out there. Right. I started running to prove to myself that I could be a runner, that this lie that I've told myself year after year after year that you cannot run. You are not a runner. You don't look like a runner. You're too big to be a runner. There's no runners that look like you. Right. Like all these fucking lies that I told myself were bullshit. That was why I decided to start running. And so like I decided, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to slowly do it. Right. I always tell yourself, like I always tell myself, slow and steady wins the race. I am the tortoise. Tortoise game strong. Like we are we are tortoise gang. I feel like whenever I start my run coaching, that's literally going to be on a T-shirt tortoise gang. Um, But regardless, like I knew that I needed to start slow. So I walked a ton, ran a little. I told myself, you know what, Ali, we're going to walk this song. We're going to run to this mailbox, right? We're going to walk 90 seconds. We're going to run 15 seconds. And I just worked my way up from there. I didn't put pressure on myself to do it on a certain timeline. I didn't put pressure on myself to do anything that didn't feel good. Like I wanted this to feel as effortless as possible. I wanted it to feel natural. I wanted it to be a slow progression. I didn't want to like go out there and say, you know what, I'm gonna start running and then fuck it. I gotta run three miles right now, right? Like I just went out there and started. So if I can tell you anything, and this was like a big tip for me, Was I was, I didn't like want to have to have a stopwatch or keep count because that fucked with my head. And so I did it based on songs. So like I would walk an entire song. And then when the song changed, I would run like half of it. Right. And then as I progressed, I would start running like the chorus and then I would walk the rest of it, run the chorus, walk the rest of the song. And so I just kind of like divvied it up like that. I didn't really focus on, you know, like, am I progressing this way? Like y'all, I feel like so many of us put so much fucking pressure on ourselves at the beginning of our running journey to do it right. Right. I've got to do it perfectly. I've got to do it by the book. I've got to like, no, the fuck you don't. You've just got to start. Stop concerning yourself with doing it perfectly. There is no such fucking thing. Nobody knows How to do everything before they start. Did your child know how to walk when they started? Did they just like stand up and say, I'm going to be a walking bitch today? No. They They took a wobble. They fell. They took a wobble. They fell. Then, you know, they started crawling again and took a break. And then eventually they started walking. They didn't know. They fell on their ass. They figured it out as they went by trial and error. That is no different than this. Okay, stop waiting until you know what to do when you know it's perfect. All of this shit. You will never know everything. I still don't. I didn't know what an easy run was. I didn't know what a fart lick was like. What is that something that comes out of my husband's ass? I don't know. I don't know what it is. I didn't know what a tempo run was. I didn't know what speed sessions were. I didn't know what heart rate training was. I didn't know what any of that shit was. I didn't know the difference between a 5k pace, a half marathon pace and a marathon pace. That shit does not fucking matter in the beginning. Stop allowing all of the terms, all of the stuff around you to paralyze you from starting. Okay, I feel like I just went on a tangent there, but anyways. Number three, I didn't pressure myself to run any sort of mileage or on a schedule. I did it when I felt the desire to do it. And as long as I wanted to do it, some days that was one mile, some days that was two to three miles. One day I would run, maybe I wouldn't run for a couple more days. Right. I told myself I was going to do it at least two days a week, but like I didn't tell myself I had to run a full mile I didn't tell myself I had to run two to three miles I went out there and did what I felt like that day I did what I felt like I could that day I feel like in the beginning you don't need that added pressure of feeling like you have to hit a certain amount of mileage that is why like I don't ever recommend somebody just starting out I'm gonna go sign up for a 10k because when you're doing a 10k right you have to hit a certain amount of mileage when you're training for something over a 5k you really have to focus on hitting a certain amount of mileage each day so your body's ready for it right but like at the beginning like don't stress about that just go out and feel it enjoy the process fall in love with proving to yourself just what this bitch is capable of then that becomes addicting and you just keep pushing from there and I'll kind of share how my evolution of running did and how addictive it can become And number four, I signed up for my first race. I didn't wait until I knew everything. I didn't wait until I could run a full mile. I didn't wait until I could run a full three miles. I went and I signed up for my first 5K. I started running August of 2020, what month? What year are we in? 2021. started running August of 2021, okay? I ran my first 5K October of 2021. I gave myself two months to run a 5K, y'all. There are people that just go out there and just walk a 5K, right? Like, you don't have to have this crazy amount of training to go run a 5K. Like, you literally can sign up for it and be ready for it. You're not going out there to be the fastest. You're not going out there to hit some crazy records. You're literally going out there to prove to yourself that it's possible, right? I don't give a fuck if you are the last one finishing. You're just going out there to prove to yourself. That's one thing I love about running. And as a slow runner, I had to really kind of bring myself to reality that, like, it's not about beating everybody else. It's about being your best. It's about going out there and beating the woman that you were before. It's about going out there and proving to yourself what's possible. It's about going out there and being that bitch that doesn't give up. Like that's what running for me is about. And so I made sure I signed up for my first race. This does a couple things. One, it promotes consistency in running, right? You will show up more frequently and consistently because you know, like you have this thing to look forward to. You have this thing that you're trying to accomplish. So it's gonna have you showing up like the person that's gonna run a 5K. Two, it just, it kind of, like for me, it promoted, all right, Ali, this is what we're doing. Like, you can't back out of this. Like, you've already given your money. You've already signed up for this. So we're going, we're going to do this. Um. Now, like I said, y'all, this only works if you're really going out there just to prove to yourself that it's possible, right? Like if you're going out there to do some crazy like sub 30 minute, I know that's not crazy for a lot of people, but for me, it's crazy. Like if you're going out there to hit one of those goals, then like, no, you're not going to be able to go from new runner. But at the beginning, like those are not your goals. OK, that is something that a lot of a lot of people do is they set these overly ambitious goals for themselves that they fucking give up because they are like so defeated because it's never possible. Right. Like I, I'm reading this book right now called Finish by John Acuff and he talks about cutting your goal in half. But he shared this story of one of his friends that he used to go to the gym every single day. Right. He went to the gym. He was very consistent with it. He would like bike here and there on the gym. He would run on the treadmill here and there, whatever. And he decided and get a wild hair one day. I'm going to sign up for an Ironman. And if y'all don't know what an Ironman is, GTS, Google that shit. It's fucking insane. It's biking, swimming, running uh, for an extended period of time. And he signed up for this. He made this plan. And guess what? He never went to the gym again. (laughs) He never went to the gym again because he got so overwhelmed and exhausted by just the prospect of the training that he never went to the gym again. He set himself such a big goal that he shut down. I feel like some of us have probably been there before, right? How many times have you set yourself this big, audacious weight loss goal or this big, audacious goal in your life that you get so intimidated by it, that you shut down? I mean like we've all been there when our to-do list is a mile long and we're so exhausted by just looking at it we don't do anything right I feel like we've all been there this is that same thing and so cutting our goals in half and making sure that they're realistic like a lot of us struggle with perfectionism right a lot of us are recovering perfectionists, or we're trying to become a recovering perfectionist or we're in the whatever thrills of perfectionism and a lot of people say you know like shoot for the moon and you still may lean amongst the stars but like if you're a perfectionist your brain doesn't fucking work like that. Your brain is like, shoot for the moon. And if I don't land on the moon, I fucking fall to my death, right? Like if I don't land on the moon, why even try? And so like, I always say, create small obtainable goals. Like when I first started running, my first goal was a sub 45 minute 5K. Like I remember working my ass off to get a sub 45 minute 5K. I don't even know what that pace is. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but like I just can so vividly remember going out here and trying to run a a 5K under 45 minutes. Like that was my big audacious goal Um, and I missed it quite a few times. But you have to put it into perspective, like when I first started running, I was an 18 minute miler. Like that was like when I was a solid month into my running, I was running an 18 minute mile. And so like a 45 minute 5k was very obtainable for me, but it was very, I was also, it took some work. And so making sure that you're setting these goals, do not compare your goal to somebody else's goal. We are all on different paths of our journey. We're all on different spectrums, right? Like y'all, We're going on a road trip, right? Like I like to use this analogy, right? Our goal, our destination is 5K, okay? But guess what? Some people, and you have to think, okay, hold on. Let me, let's try to get this analogy right, okay? So our goal is 5K, right? That's like our road trip destination. Say it's Florida. Florida is the 5K, okay? You have some people that are starting out in Georgia, right? That means they have a little running under their belt, whatever. Then you have some people that are starting in North Carolina. Then you have some people that are starting in New York, right? Like we all are starting in different areas of our journey. So it's really unfair to compare ourselves. Like, You wouldn't think it's going to take longer for somebody traveling from New York to Georgia or New York to Florida than somebody from traveling from Georgia to Florida, right? And so just know like some people are starting closer to that destination than you are. Do not compare it. Do not compare it. Y'all, I know that there's some people listening to this laughing, laughing like, oh my God, you had a goal of 45 minute 5k. I could do that right when I beginning. Good for fucking you. Good for you. Don't care. This was my goal. And remember, your goals are your business, and your goals are personal to you, and they are about you. Not all of us are inherently talented at running. Not all of us can go out there, and I will tell you that is my biggest fucking frustration, and I've worked really, 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 really hard on not getting frustrated about it, because the truth of the matter is, and here's me going on my tangent for a hot sack. Just, just a tangent for a hot sack. There are some people that are just more naturally gifted in the art of running. And they can literally train nothing and go out and run a half marathon in two hours. (laughs) And then there are people like moi that are not inherently good at running. That they struggle so fucking bad at running. And they will train for months and months and months. Just to run a sub three hour marathon, like maybe two hours and 50 minutes. <laughs> Is it frustrating that some people don't have to work as hard to do more? Yes. Does that diminish what you did? Absolutely not. Do not compare your journey to somebody else's. Your journey is your journey alone. And the sooner that we learn to not compare, to not look around, to look within, the sooner, one, we're gonna stay more consistent, but two, we are going to enjoy it a whole hell of a lot more. And we're just gonna look within for our accomplishments, for our goals, for us to be able to succeed, okay? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, because trust me, I get it, my sister, my <laughs> sister, I love my sister so much, but she went out, ran her first 5k. She trained for it for like 30 days. Maybe it was her first ever 5k. She ran it in like 29 minutes. (laughs) I have been running for three years. I still have not ran a 29 minute 5k. So, you know, like that was a bitter pill to swallow. But again, I had to tell myself that is amazing for her. That also does not diminish my capabilities, okay? Slow runners still matter. Tortoise game, strong, right? Okay, number five. I gave myself a reward. Yes, I believe in rewarding myself for my efforts. Now, I do not believe in rewarding with food. I don't believe in rewarding with things that can negatively impact your journey. I believe in rewarding myself with things that help my journey and so do I buy myself a new pair of shoes after every race why yes yes I do because I love running shoes and so I rewarded myself after my first 5k with buying a new pair of running sneakers and now it's kind of like a new little tradition of mine that every time I run a race I buy a new pair of sneakers but like find yourself rewards right like at the end of training go buy yourself a new running outfit, go buy yourself new running shoes, go get yourself a massage, go buy yourself a new pair of headphones, um, go, I don't know, go spend money on a racecation. Like, I don't know, but have yourself a reward so it's something to look forward to, which is not food, it's not something that's going to hinder your journey, but something that is going to help promote it, okay? Because that matters. It matters. Um, Okay, so those are like my top five tips. Now, I'm going to tell you your running journey and the progress of your running journey and the pace at which you take it is going to be totally personal for you. So I'm going to share how mine escalated very quickly. Because I fell in love with the process of proving to myself that I can do hard things. I fell in love with the journey, not the destination. And I feel like that's so fucking important when it comes to running. Is falling in love with the journey, not the destination. There's so much more beauty in the journey than there is at hitting that destination. And so like I said, I started running August of 2021. And I say loosely, like I said, I did not really go out there trying to hit a certain amount of mileage or certain amount of pace. In August of 2021, I ran six miles that whole month. Yes, six miles. but I was like, I'm just starting. I'm going to get something under my belt. At the end of August of 2021, I decided to sign up for my first ever 5k. So I signed up for my first ever 5k in October of 2021. I remember being so fucking nervous y'all. Oh my gosh. I remember being so nervous, having so much anxiety, wondering if I can actually run a 5k, wondering if I'm actually going to be able to do this. Like it was just, it was such an intimidating process. I mean, for me, i had never ran a 5k before. I'd never ran three miles. And so I signed up for it knowing that this was just going to prove that I can do this. That you know what, Allie, you literally have lived by the motto that you are not a runner, that you can't do this. So you're going to prove to yourself that you're going to be a run- runner. You're going to run a 5k. Literally thought that was as far as I was ever going to go. And so October comes and I run that 5K. I do it in right at like 43 minutes. And I just remember being on top of the fucking world. Like it was the hardest thing I had ever done, but I did it. And I think that is the point, right? Like I trained for something and I proved to myself like I can do this. Like I can be a runner. I can go out there even if I don't look like runners, even if I don't, you know, like Run as fast as them. But I can do it, and so then that sparked the question: like, hmm, I wonder if I can run a ten k. And so I went on to active, and I found a ten k that was in like my area. It was the Cheerios ten k, and that was in November, <laughs> November of twenty twenty one. Y'all I'm get. you're going to see how crazy I am at this point. So November of 2021, I signed up for that 10 K. So that gave me three weeks ish to work to get that 10 K no two weeks ish, something like that. It was like two or three weeks. And I went out there and I showed up late y'all. I showed up late to this 10 K because who fucking starts a race at seven 45. I'm sorry. That should be criminal. You're fired. Who does that? Um, I thought it started at eight because like who thinks it starts at seven 45, but nonetheless, I digress. So I had to make this decision. Like, am I just going to DNF it? Am I going to walk home? Because I'm exhausted. I'm pissed off. Like I was already nervous. And at that point I was like, no, like you're not going to be a quitter. You're going out there. You wanted to prove to yourself you can do this. It doesn't matter if you're starting with everybody or you're running with nobody. You're going to prove that you can do this because at this, point, I had never ran that far. And so I ended up running that entire 10K by myself, but I did it and I ran it and I got my medal and I was so fucking proud of myself because let me tell y'all that was so mentally challenging. So then it sparked the question, right? Like I was like, this year was such a year of transformation for me. 2021 was one of the most transformative years I've had in my entire life. Um, I did 75 hard that year. I started running like I was proving myself left and right. And I wanted to go out with a motherfucking bang. And I did not feel like going out with that 10K was with a bang. Personally, I felt like that one was such a struggle, but I did it. And I was so proud of myself and I called it for what it was. And so I found this half marathon. (laughs) I do not promote this insanity. I do not advise this insanity. I am telling you how it can become very addictive to proving to yourself what's possible, but I am not in any way, shape, or form promoting this. I am just sharing what I did. That is my disclaimer. So I found this half marathon in December and I was like, all right, I want to go out with doing something that I never thought I could do, never thought it would be possible. Like I'm going out and I'm going to do this. And I really think because I started off so slow and because I fell in love with the journey that it, put this insane belief in myself that I can do these things and because I was going out there not trying to better anybody's best right like I was not trying to be better than anybody I wasn't trying to place I wasn't trying to do anything like literally on all of these races my goal was to finish my goal was to finish not get swept up with a DNF and just prove to myself like I can be on my feet that long like I can do this and so I signed up for the half marathon I trained for for four weeks. Um, Again, do not advise, but I went out there and I ran it. It was the most excruciatingly painful things I ever did in my entire life. This is why I do not recommend that because I was very undertrained. It was so painful. I was so I was miserable that race, but I did it. I proved to myself that I could do hard things, that I could fight those mental barriers. And that is one thing that becomes so addictive with running is proving to yourself that you can fight all of these mental demons that you will inherently come across on this journey because the further distances you come, the more mental shit you're going to have to fucking fight. Like, it's just it's inevitable, especially if you're a slow runner. And so I ended up doing that and I cried like a freaking baby. I was so proud of myself. That year was just one of the best years of my entire life. And then I found myself at the end of that scared for 2022 because I was like, is this as best as it's ever going to be? Like, am I ever going to be able to like do something this extremely hard again? And then I was like, you know what? I wonder if I can run a fucking marathon. (laughs) This is still hilarious to me to this day. And then I had this spark. I was like, you know what? 2022, I'm going to try to run a marathon. I went from not even being able to run a quarter of a mile to not even believing that I could run a 5K to believing that I could run a marathon in April of 2022. That is the power of belief. That is the power of setting goals and accomplishing them. That is the power of setting realistic goals and accomplishing them, right? Like I'm telling you, don't go out on these fucking races trying to be the fastest. Just go out at the beginning to prove to yourself that you can do them because guess what y'all? The beauty about starting a new and trying a new distance is your first race is already your personal record. It's already a PR baby. You can fucking celebrate that shit and there's nowhere to go but up from there and so like don't stress about pace. Don't stress about anything. Don't be embarrassed about it. Literally go out there and just prove to yourself that you can do this and then once you prove to yourself that you can run a 5k right and that was your goal you're gonna start it's gonna start sparking these thoughts like i I probably could run a 10k i could run a. I could run a half marathon i could run a marathon because you're proving to yourself that you can do these things you're setting goals and you're accomplishing them that's where belief and confidence is bred from and even a little delulu and so in april of 2022 I ran my first marathon in Nashville. Um, Please rewind back to the beginning of this podcast and listen to that one and know why you do never want to run Nashville. That's all I'm saying. But that is the evolution of the beginning of my running journey. And then it's just been like off the fucking deep end from there. So yes, I went from August to running six miles that entire month. And that was the first time I ever ran. Like consistently ran to... April. So August, September, November, December, January, February, March, April, seven months. I went from beginner to marathon in seven months. I just want you to show you that that is the just proof of what's possible. That it shows you that somebody who never believed they could, somebody who is sig- still significantly overweight at that point, never looked like a runner, still doesn't look like a runner, can become. A runner as long as you're just focusing on you staying in your lane setting small manageable goals crushing those goals and then continue asking yourself what else is possible right kind of becoming addicted with the journey of proving to yourself just what you're capable of so anyways i hope that helps i hope those five tips to uh Learning how to fall in love with the journey of running and building that confidence and getting started truly does help some people that maybe never thought they could become a runner be a runner because you can be a runner no matter what, right? We don't have to look like a runner to be a runner. It's almost like a fucking hidden talent of mine. People will look at me and be like, that bitch bitch isn't fit. She can't run. And then I go out and run a marathon and I see their jaw drops and I'm like, oh, that's cute. You judged a book by its cover. Well, the inside of this book is as badass as can be. KK, love you. Bye. (laughs) all right well if you love this podcast episode can you please do me a solid and share it on your instagram stories and tag me at ally griffith so i can reshare it and thank you so much for listening and dm you and talk to you about it because i truly do love connecting with you guys over on social media um and then if you also you know really loved it and you love me Make sure that you go to the platform that you're listening on this and leave me a five star and a review. They really help the podcast grow and keep me coming back for more episodes. So anyways, I'm gonna leave you like I leave you every single week or at least the last two weeks (laughs) in a world full of bitches. Be that bitch. Bye y'all.